Welcome to Earrings Off. I'm Lou. And I'm Teresa. Let's get started. Hello. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about intermittent fasting. I'm going to share with you what intermittent fasting is. I want to talk to you about why intermittent fasting works. I want to share some benefits of intermittent fasting. And lastly, I want to share with you how to fast intermittently. In addition, be sure to stay tuned until the end where Lou will provide some comments about intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting is a pattern or way of eating that cycles between fasting and eating. Intermittent fasting doesn't subscribe to which foods to eat, but rather when to eat. In other words, it's not a diet in the traditional sense, but is an eating pattern. It fuels weight loss, is quite simple, and it's free. So, um, and to talk about it, before I get into it, I want to I wanna, uh, set the stage. I want to talk about the digestive system just on a high level, and I want to talk about the two different states in which our bodies exist. These things are important for you to understand why the intermittent fast works. So let's jump in with the pancreas or the digestive system. How much you eat alters more than just your waistline, right? So it affects your body's organs starting with the pancreas. With each bite, your pancreas must release enough digestive juices and hormones for you to benefit from the food you eat. Putting too much stress on your pancreas by eating too much can cause some serious health issues. The pancreas lies behind your stomach It's surrounded by the intestines, the liver, and the gallbladder. These are all the neighboring organs to the pancreas that help make up your digestive system. The pancreas produces a variety of enzymes to help break down the carbohydrates, the proteins, and the fats in your diet into smaller elements that are more easily used for energy. Okay? All of this information that I'm sharing to you with you right now came from the National Institute of Health's website. The best known hormone produced by the pancreas is insulin. Insulin controls how much sugar or glucose is taken up by the body cells. You'll hear me use the term sugar and you'll hear me use the term glucose, but they're, they're the same for the purpose of this um, this um, podcast. If insulin producing cells in the pancreas are damaged by eating too much, let's say, then you know things can happen such as your risk of diabetes may um, be raised. Type two diabetes occurs when the pancreas can't produce enough insulin to handle the blood, the sugar in your blood. And of course, if you are obese, that worsens um, your type, worsens type 2 diabetes. Now, let's talk about fed versus fasted. These are the two states in which our bodies 
naturally um, exist in. We in a bad state, insulin is elevated and this signals our bodies to store excess calories in our fat cells. Now understand, understand this, during an elevated insulin state, our bodies does not burn fat. Instead, the body burns glucose, which is not efficient. And what this does is it increases your hunger, um, it um, you have difficulty losing weight. Um, you have dips in your energy, a whole host of things. So having a high insulin state is not a good thing for us. Conversely, the fasted state, your insulin is low, the body starts to metabolize stored body fat from its fat cells and burns this fat for energy. This is the most ideal state. It encourages sustained energy, weight loss, and a whole host of other benefits that we'll get into with an intermittent with with the discussion of intermittent fasting. Unfortunately for us, Americans spend less and less time in our fasted state and more and more time in our fed state, especially with the paradigm of eating three meals a day plus plus snacks. This puts us in a state of constant eating and has a real negative effect on our insulin. With that paradigm, eventually insulin is, 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 is high and it's high all the time and the body just cannot even get into burning that stored fat and it relies mostly on glucose. And over time, this chronic exposure to so much insulin leads to what is called and known as insulin resistance, where the body secretes even more insulin in response to the fed state. So someone with insulin resistance is burning predominantly glucose on the cellular level, and they rarely ever get the opportunity to burn any body fat. With these, when these people run out of glucose from their last meal, instead of easily, easily transitioning over to the fasted state to burn fat, they become more hungry for more glucose as their bodies and cells have decreased capacity for mobilizing and burning fat for energy. So to recap that, fed versus fasted state, when you're in a fed state, the insulin is high, the glucose is high and you're burning glucose and storing fat. But when you're in a fasted state, insulin is low, glucose is low, you're liberating your fat and you're burning fat. Now I want to share with you the benefits of intermittent fasting. Surprisingly enough, the, inter the benefits of intermittent fasting are very similar to those of exercising. So think about it. If you exercise and you uh, participate or adapt an intermittent fasting protocol in your life, that's a win-win for your body, the way I see it. So the benefits for intermittent fasting are, like it makes you feel happier, you get that from endorphins from exercising, right? It, of course, it helps you to lose weight. It improves your muscle and bone health. 
It increases your energy. There's a reduction in chronic illness and disease. There's improved memory and brain health. There's an improvement in your sleep quality. It reduces inflammation, thus um, reducing pain. I could go on and on, but you get the picture, I'm sure. Intermittent fasting and exercise have similar benefits. Now, let's talk about how to fast intermittently. There are a number of ways, actually, but the most popular and the easiest methods involve taking advantage of your natural overnight fast by skipping breakfast and pushing the first meal of the day forward a number of hours. Okay, I couldn't get through that because I was thinking to myself, you guys must be clutching your pearls. I know skipping breakfast is contrary to what we've been told to do forever. In fact, I want to talk about that just a little bit, going off script here, but okay. Yeah, so skipping skipping breakfast is not a bad idea. In fact, having breakfast first thing in the morning when we wake might have been some of the worst advice that we've ever been given. Think about it. When you first wake up in the morning, your insulin levels are quite low, and most people have just started to enter the fasted state. It may well be 12 hours since the last meal from the previous day. So the worst thing you can do is to eat food which will spike your insulin level and <clears throat> spike your insulin level in your glucose and immediately shut off that fat burning process. Folks, now I I this is the science and this is the research today. This is not me. I can just see Lou rolling her eyes when when um when she listens to this. But this is not me. This is these are the facts and it makes total sense to me. So moving on. Let me get back on script. So what I was saying was the fastest or the easiest and most natural way to introduce intermittent fasting is to skip breakfast, pushing the first meal of the day forward a number of hours. And once you've passed the 12 hour mark from the dinner the night before, you are truly in a fasted state. So the most popular intermittent fasting protocol is called lean gains. This form of fasting consists of skipping breakfast every morning and pushing that first meal to lunch, okay? So instead of eating breakfast, you will eat, if you choose, you can eat breakfast at lunch or you can have a lunch. Basically, you skip breakfast and you eat a normal lunch and dinner in an eight-hour window. This is the 16 to 8 split. 16 hours of fasting and eight hours of eating every day. Another popular one is a 20 hour to four hour split. You will fast for 20 hours a day and just eat a single meal um, at the end of the day during a four hour window. As you can see there, I could, this could go on and on, but really people, it depends on you. You set the you set the window or ratio, um, hour ratio to what best works for you. There are no hard and fast rules when it comes to intermittent fasting, other than being consistent. 
And um, you have to decide and you have to de decide what is best for you. So let's talk about when you're in that fasting state, what you're allowed to eat. Well, nothing. Yeah, fasting. Okay, so um, you can, however, drink any non-caloric beverage you want. Try to stick to water, coffee, and tea, right? Stick to those and don't add any sweeteners because the moment you add calories, you're no longer fasting. You've taken your body out of that fasted state. So during fasting, you stick to water, coffee, and tea. Now, what do you do during the time, what do you eat during the time that you're in the fed state? You want to eat food, foods that are whole and close to nature as possible. What I mean by that, you don't want any processed foods or very little, minimal processing. So you want your meats to be, the, to be the best cut and the leanest that you can get. You want to eat plenty of leafy greens and other vegetables. You want to eat fruits. You want to eat fish and shellfish that are wild caught and not farm raised. If you eat eggs, make sure that they're free ranged or free, free range eggs or organic. You want to stick to nuts. You want to stick to quality fats. And lastly, I want to leave you guys with some pointers. Um, that I hope will help too. The first thing I'll say, and I probably should have started this with this way back, before you enter this or any other, any other change in your diet, you want to consult with your doctor. Consult with your doctor, especially if you are diabetic and taking medicine for diabetes. You can um, continue to take, if you're taking your vitamin, if you're taking vitamins and supplements, you can continue to take those as long as they don't have calories. And it's perfectly fine to exercise while you are fasting. Whatever you were doing before, you can continue, whether it's weight weightlifting or cardio, if you're walking, whatever. It is perfectly fine to exercise while fasting. In fact, it is encouraged to do so. This is a biggie. You want to drink plenty of water. This is a big one. You want to drink plenty of water. Water has, here's a biggie. You want to drink plenty of water. Now, I suggest that you drink at least half your body weight in ounces. Okay? So, for example, if you weigh 100 pounds, then you want to drink at least 50 ounces of water per day. I know. I, I can hear it. And I can see the eyes rolling. Yes that you're going to run to the bathroom. In fact, that's why you're drinking the water. You want to go to the bathroom. That's another way to eliminate toxins, okay? Don't use intermittent fasting as an excuse to eat junk food. Eat responsibly. Stick to whole natural foods with high nutrient density and avoid the processed foods, okay? You want to know your own body and you want to adopt whatever method protocol that works best for you. Okay. And lastly, I could not end this without saying this. Yes, 
adopting this protocol will have some side effects or can have some side effects. You might have a lack of energy. You might feel hungrier during the fasting uh, period. You might get a little lightheaded. Yes, the, these things are possible, but stick to it. It will get better. And if it gets worse, don't hesitate to stop. I believe it will get better for you and you will enjoy this new lifestyle and way of living, especially when you see the benefits. I know about intermittent fasting. In fact, I've done it. Uh, a few times in my life, but for me, I didn't see the, um, you know, significant weight loss. And maybe that's because I get up in the morning and have coffee and put some um, sugar and creamer in my coffee. And maybe that threw everything off because I'm just learning that that might have um, stopped me from being in the fasting state. So that um, I can certainly look at that again. But also when, um, when you say that you can exercise and still fast, that is a challenge for me because with the um, exercise regimen that I do, I am just depleted when I finish. Um, it can be Bikram yoga or it can be working out at the gym. But um, typically when I work out, it's at least an hour. With Bikram yoga, it's an hour and a half. And it is challenging when I'm done to know that um, I'm, I'm not going to eat for a few hours. But um, I hear you also drinking the, the number, the um, amount of water that's being suggested. That is a lot. Seems like all you, you'd be doing that day is running back and forth to the uh, bathroom. But anyway, I know a lot of uh, people other than Teresa that have uh, jumped on the intermittent fasting bandwagon with success. And I do know that um, it, it is good to give your gut a, a chance to rest. So it's good information. Um, I'm not rolling my eyes, but my silence is my protest. You hear that? I'm protesting. Thanks for those comments, Lou. Um, what they tell me is that we probably should explore this one in a follow-up just as we did with the, the sugar podcast. So folks, look forward to a follow-up on intermittent fasting from Lou and I. And as always, remember, when we know better, we do better. Thank you for listening. And remember to visit us often at www.earringsoff.com.